Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical LibroCubicalist. Today is episode 308, which is 308, if you prefer me saying it that way. I try to be uh, cognizant of your wishes, and that may be one of them, although that would be a weird one. Don't waste your wishes on that. Wish for more wishes, you silly bugger. Something I should say at the top of every show, and I have a fairly good track record for doing so, is that there will be spoilers. I should say this because there will be spoilers, most likely not 100%, but don't take that um, for granted. Okay? Okay. The last thing I should say is that, before we hop in, is that, oh boy, if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. Man, that's a good one. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes. Tombs. As that is what uh, helps, you know, podcasts. And this is a podcast if you want to help us. And I'm using the the podcast we, which is similar to the royal we. Uh, If you want to help us. Please do those things. How about it? I'm going to push a button now that will start us off thusly. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Today's movie mono... Oh, I see we have a double sponsor. That doesn't happen very often. Today's movie monologue sponsors, plural, are the Fruity Odie Bar and the Revil... (laughs) The Revil... The Reaver Dental Academy. Fruity Oat Bar, sponsor number one. Sponsor number two, the Reaver Dental Academy. Thank you for those things for sponsoring this thing. Movie Monday, in which it looks like I have four movies. Let's hop into movie the first, which has a very goddamn long title. With a colon, which your long titles typically are going to have colons in them, I find. Just as a sort of general long title rule. Uh, The title of this is Deceptive Practice, colon, The Mysteries and Mentors of Ricky J. Hmm, interesting. So, if you are unfamiliar with Ricky Jay, which I suppose is a possibility, yeah, sure, uh, you could Google him. That would be probably step number one. He is a magician. If you've ever sort of delved at all into the world of magicians, you may have heard of him and seen him. Uh, combines being just sort of an interesting seeming person, I have always thought. 
uh, despite not really knowing much about him. He just seemed kind of like an interesting dude. And I can verify, after watching this movie, that that is, in fact, the case. Uh, I know uh, Penn Gillette, who... Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I'm an idiot, because I didn't actually put that uh, sort of two and two together. Uh, Penn Gillette, who is, you may realize, a famous magician, who you may also realize does the friggin' show opening of this podcast... Uh, always speaks very highly of him. Uh, what an idiot. I didn't put that together. Um, I have the Imbed page open, as I do for these movie monologues. Uh, Ricky Jay is a world-renowned magician, author, historian, and actor. Oh, yeah, he, he has some done some acting. Uh, often, a machi- uh, often a mischievous presence in films of David Mamet and Paul Thompson Anderson, and a performer... Who regularly dot dot dot. I'm not going to read the rest. That gives you kind of the gist of this. It's sort of a bio, a biopic, biopic of how he sort of developed to the man he is today. Very, very good as far as rating, because that is something we do here. Again, that is the podcast we. I'm going to go. Uh, uh, you know how to do this from time to time. I think I'm going to do it with this one. Uh, it's a very, very good Sunday movie. I think potentially um, convoluted rating heading your way right now. If you watch this on a Sunday and are at all interested in the world of magic and magicians and what have you, you're going to give this a 5 out of 5. If it's not a Sunday, uh, we'll give it a 4. And uh, if you have no desire to see this and it's not a Sunday... Mm, probably verging on four, maybe a little less. Okay, that is one of, if not the most, convoluted rating I have ever done. You're welcome. Moving on to movie the second called Cropsy. Uh, this is a documentary available on Netflix. I believe the uh, first one there was as well. Uh, well, let me read the IMDb first. Maybe I'll give you a little idea. Uh, realizing the urban legend of their youth has actually come true, two filmmakers delve into the mystery surrounding five missing children and the real-life boogeyman linked to their disappearance. This is... Uh, yeah, well, pretty interesting. Um, it's about... Uh, where was it? In, not New Jersey. Oh, I'm going to get it wrong. Anywhere uh, in New York, one of the, the burbs the burgs, the burb, the suburbs of New York. I forget which one. Uh, there was a guy who, uh, possibly, allegedly, maybe, most likely, even uh, killed a bunch of people. And this sort of uh, is the story of all of that and those goings on. Um, one thing I didn't like, which I guess we can't always have in a documentary, is a solid conclusion. Did he do it? Did he not do it? Uh, the movie does not actually answer the question, which is something I was hoping it would do by the end. So, uh, with that said, I'm going to go three, solid three out of five, which uh, you probably know I use for movies that I enjoyed while watching, which I did, but would never watch again. Yeah, I would definitely wouldn't watch this movie again. Oh. Oh, I was doing... No, I don't think I ever was doing good at speeding through these movies. When I have too many movies, it's too hard to fit them into five minutes, so I say, fuck it. Uh, next movie is John Wick. Uh, I heard nothing but good about this movie, and it is very, very good. Uh, it kind of harkens back to a, a day 
to days gone by where action movies were not as over the top, which kind of feels weird saying that because the action in this movie is just incredible, but it's not ridiculous incredible like you'd get in your, your furious fast ones, fast fives and what have you, which I, I can't really watch. Or even the last... Uh, uh, one or two Transformer ones. I, I, it's just, I, I don't like them. Whereas this, a little more gritty, a little more dirty. Stars, Mr. Keanu Reeves, who's just friggin' amazing in this. Uh, let me read the imbedu. Uh An ex-hitman comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that took everything from him. So, A Tale of Revenge, just plain and simple. Your meat and potatoes action uh, done to perfection. Uh, gonna give this movie five out of five. If you like action movies at all, you will like this. Just period, full stop. Great, great movie. Highly, highly recommend. Moving on to Serenity. Hmm, did I, or am I gonna do it right now? Uh, oh no, okay, I, I think I did it. Or did I not even? Uh, Serenity is the movie that followed the television show uh, Firefly. Sorry, <laughs> a bit of a brain fart there. What I'm trying to recall, and I don't know if I did, and I kind of think I didn't do, silly of me, uh, I watched the entire series of Firefly, and I don't think I brought it back on a TV Tuesday. I think what I brought back instead was Comedy Bang Bang Season 5. Uh, so, oh yeah, no, that, that is, that is what happened. And the reason I decided to bring back the movie is because I felt bad that I watched the entire series and didn't talk about it on the, uh, television talk segment of this podcast. So, uh, what you're going to want to do very, very highly recommend probably of my recommendations, despite that John Wick one that just happened, this is going to go even above and beyond that is watch the television show Firefly followed by the movie Serenity. Uh, I think I knew since Buffy, definitely Angel, sure. Uh, just anything in general, Joss Whedon, if he is involved, uh, I have seen everything he has done, just period, full stop. I do believe, I do believe, and it's all good. Always, always good. Uh, this is no exception. It's your, you know, your typical sort of space western. <laughs> Yeah, okay, sure, that's uh, that's what we're going to call it. I'm not going to give too much away other than to say, please, uh, did you like the Avengers? Because that was Joss Whedon. Do you like Buffy? Do you like Angel? Do you like Cabin in the Woods? So many, so many good things. Please do yourself a favor and watch anything he does, Firefly and Serenity as well. Firefly ended a little abruptly, but still, yeah, but still. Today's Television Talk sponsor is the 5th Annual Sterling Archer Booze and Guns Fun Run for the CIA. And the CIA in question is the Cocaine Ingestion Ingesting Addiction. Yes, that is... those are words. There's no denying that all of those were words. So... Uh, it's kind of makes sense that I just finished speaking of uh, Firefly and Serenity as that was a television show and then a movie and we're moving into television talk. So, hey, I kind of almost did something smart, but perhaps not really.
today, Television Talk, I'm going to speak of the television show uh, Archer Season 5, which, again, available on Netflix. I love it. I, uh, I definitely binged this. I uh, had a couple of days where I was uh, working from home because I had a friggin' toothache like you wouldn't believe. Uh, so I basically had this on over the course of those two days while I was working. So hopefully none of my work is going to have, uh, you know, booze and guns and drugs and sh shit jokes and things of that nature in it. We'll see. We'll see as the weeks go by if anyone complains of things of that nature in my work. Uh, let me read the Imbed for Archer. Uh, at ISIS, which is kind of strange, an international spy agency, global crises are merely opportunities for its highly trained employees to confuse, undermine, betray, and royally screw each other. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with this, I pity and envy you. Pity, because you haven't seen the television show Archer, and it's goddamn one of the best uh, shows, just period. Um, animated shows, easily, as far as comedy animated shows, put it in my top five. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely think it's safe to do that. Oh, and uh, envy you because you haven't seen them. Which means you have an opportunity to go on Netflix and watch, it looks like, 74 episodes or so. Uh, stars uh, H. John Benjamin, who is a funny man in his own right. Uh, he plays Sterling Archer, who is a kind of James Bond-esque, uh, if he had been kicked in the head repeatedly and was womanizing, drunkard-esque. Yeah, let's say that. Uh, the cast of characters in this is ridiculous, over the top, and I love each and every one of them. Uh, Aisha Tyler, who is another super, super funner, funny lady, who has a podcast as well called... Oh shit, what is it? I can't remember, but I recommend anything involving Aisha Tyler. She's one of those just super funny ladies. Uh, she plays Lana Kane, who's sort of his... A sexual foil, a tough woman, don't mess with her or she will eat you alive type. Yeah, sure. Um, you got your mad scientist. You got Archer's mom who's running the business. Uh, she's played by Jessica Walter, who uh, you will know from Arrested Development. And the funny thing with her character, I think just her on the show... Yeah, just off the top of my head, I think she's the only one on the show where they made the character look like she does in real life. So hearing her voice come out of this uh, this animated character, kind of strange because it looks so much like her. Uh, she's the overbearing drunkard mom. There is a whole sort of, on that kind of note, uh, uh, it's as if they took a James Bond. Yeah, let, let's, let's say this. They took James Bond, uh, they made it a cartoon... Uh, they poured booze on top of it and injected it with steroids, cocaine, various other drugs, maybe some psychedelics as well, and uh, just sort of let it loose. Uh, laughs galore. Did I have any notes? No, I did not. Hmm. <laughs> well, there we go. We ran out of time, and... 
it's time to move on. So, hey, there. I, I plan that. I plan that. Today's book banter sponsor is Ginger Bread Men, which are, <clears throat> of course, uh, men made out of bread with red hair. We are continuing on with Big Red, the short story that I wrote, part two. This simple jester created a bond of brotherhood between these two men standing in this loud city street. It was over in a moment, but the shared gaze of commiseration opened the floodgates in an unexpected way. Not in a furious fury, but in a dyke-breaking brain effluvia-flowing tirade of all the wrongs Jacob had suffered from the non-gingers of the world on his 42 years on the planet. His words seemed to flow on and on, from one incident to the next with barely a pause for breath in between. The diatribe picked up pace with a train speeding like a train speeding downhill. He could not stop if he was Denzel and wanted to. When eventually Jacob was spent of his, this inner rotting blackness, he felt as if a weight had been lifted off his follicles. He was emotionally drained to such a degree that it left him physically drained as well. The red-headed officer put a heavy hand on his shoulder and gave such a squeeze that it seemed to transfer over strength as if by Aeseti magic. The officer smiled and handed Jacob a business card and walked off without a word. Jacob was transfixed. He watched as the officer grabbed the brown-haired driver by the col collar. He watched as the dastardly brunette's perp's head was almost casually bounced off the roof of the cop car a few times before eventually being stuffed into the back seat. The officer then gave a shrug and a wink, S-A-W, at Jacob before he drove off. Only then did Jacob glance down at the business card which read, Malcolm McCruthers, Red-Headed League Vice President. 123 Fake Street, Mount Everest, Nepal, 44604. 1-800-RED-LOVE. mm at rhl dot 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 com. <laughs> mm at rhl period dot period com. Once you go red, you never retread. Jacob was not quite sure what to make of this card, so he shoved it in his pocket and drove home and went to bed. The new day dawned, as it does, and Jacob slowly opened his eyes. Jacob then finished opening his eyes quickly. Once his eyes were raised to the normal amount, they then opened even further at an even quicker pace. The reason for this rapid opening movement of eyelids was that surrounding his bed, into his hallway, on his balcony, and as far as his very wide open eyes could see were redheads. Please do not worry, these were not severed heads. They were all attached to bodies, bodies that ranged widely in size and shape. The hues of red also had an impressive range. Here a dark red ochre. There a flaming orange. Every color and shape of the rainbow, if the rainbow was made up of red-headed people, which would be weird. 
Jacob recognized the red-headed police officer standing at the foot of his bed. Officer McCruthers said in a deep baritone, You are the one the prophecy has foretold. If that had not sent shivers up Jacob's spine, the fact that all the other redheads within earshot mindlessly droned the prophecy. It was then that Jacob shot to his feet. Forced to stand in his bed as all other space was occupied by gingers, he could see over their heads into the street that was filled, as far as he could see, with a giant mass of red-haired people. Every window he saw, every rooftop and street was dotted with redheads. An audible wave of the prophecy seemed to ripple outwards. You are the chosen one who will lead us to the promised land, intoned McCruthers. The chosen one, droned the red mass of red-haired humanity. Today's Game Gabin sponsor is TIT Incorporated, which of course stands for Talking Inanimate Things Incorporated. This is a microchip speaker combo that can make everyday objects have the illusion of consciousness. That is fan fantastic. I would buy that and will. They'll probably send me a free one, being the sponsor of this Game Gabin segment, in which I'm going to talk about uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, of course. Well, I've been talking about it for a shit friggin' long time, uh, on the one hand. On the other hand, I'm done, finally. Finally, I finished it. Um, I, I, I'm kind of throwing this out more as a question than anything. You ever get a game that you are loving so, so much that you don't want it to end, so towards what you think is going to be the end, you start dragging your feet? I feel like I did that with this game. Uh, that is something you could say about a game that really, really, I think, will make it sink into your brain that you had a good time doing it. Uh, obviously, if I haven't said it before, and I'm sure I probably have over the course of all of our Dragon Age Inquisition talk, I'm uh, going to give this game a 5 out of 5. Just, in, just an incredible experience from beginning to end. Uh, I played it for... Well, that's, that's one of the sort of strange things. It said... In some of the earlier reviews, I, I saw that it's, you know, 100 hours up to 120 hours. I played for 80-some-odd hours, and I did, I think, 99% of all side quests. Like, I went pretty friggin' crazy looking for quests to do. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just that good. <laughs> There's got to be another explanation, because I am not that good. But I did have fun. Uh, it did... I guess one knock I will would put against the game is the the sort of finale, the sort of end sequences. They happen quickly. They're not crazy, crazy exciting or crazy. I think that's something you need in an end game series of events. You just need to amp it up to such a degree that everything that came before is just blown out of the water, which is pretty hard, sometimes impossible to do, but. Uh, I don't think it did it here, per se. It was just kind of more of the same until it was over. Mm, yeah, that, that kind of thing. 
uh, sort of ended with, uh, and going to be some spoilers here, I suppose. Uh, I drank some uh, ancient elven knowledge water. <laughs> I even wrote that down. Uh, basically, it gave me smarts. Uh, it's kind of interesting around that is members of my party were trying to pull me in other directions that I would not drink it. But I'm like, fuck that. I'm not going to let you drink it. I want to drink this ancient elven knowledge water. Uh, the bad guy, Corpheus. Yeah, sure. He uh, and a dragon I had to fight. So I'd fought a bunch of dragons along the way. So it wasn't that big deal. That that a big deal. Oh, I had a dragon fighting at, uh, at my side. So that was pretty cool. I enjoy that. Although, that being said, I fought a dragon and then I guess beat him into submission so he would fight for me. But then I never got to control him or ride on his back or anything. Come on. Missed opportunity. Uh, this is sort of, I guess, the biggest spoiler. And I'm curious about this as far as in games with this sort of scope, you're often going to get different endings to depending on how you played and choices you made along the way. So I'm wondering if this happens to everyone or it was just to me because of the way I played. Uh, there was a character, which I spoke of, I think, in my first Dragon Age talk, called uh, Solas. Solas? Probably Solas. S-O-L-A-S. Uh, he was an elven dude, a magic guy. He was in my party for most of the course of the game. And uh, towards the end, I was doing shit he did not like, like drinking that ancient elven <laughs> knowledge water. He was not a big fan of that. So it sort of turns out that at the end of the game, he betrayed me. And they set it up, which I don't know if, how accurate this is or is going to be. They set it up so that he is going to be sort of the bad guy in the next one. He's like a ultimate evil within the body of this elf, that kind of idea. Interesting, interesting. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Dustin Diamond's Dirt Destroying Device, a.k.a. Screech's Sucker, a.k.a. a vacuum. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, so I have some interesting internet intercourse-ness to talk about. Well, intercourse means talk, so that sentence did not make sense. Oh boy. Uh, I've brought back quite a number of times, including... Post episode 300, I do believe, uh, inside gaming related stuffs. Uh, these are guys, dudes, probably close to my own age, maybe a little younger, uh, who sit around, shoot shit, talk about video games, be funny, without trying to be funny, I should say. It's not like they're out there cracking jokes about video games, they're just talking, and funny things are said over the course of their talk, which is what I appreciate. Anyways, uh, they were part of a video game YouTube uh, channel, I guess you would say, video uh, a video game uh, website called Machinima, which has been around for as long as I can remember. As far as internet-related things have been around, it's it's got some age on it. Let's put it that way. And they have just recently sort of broken away from that, which is a very interesting thing that I don't think you hear of very often. It's as if um, 
they were with Machinima and sort of grew out of that and then became so popular that they were able to take what they had done and then break off and start something of their own, which I will say right now is called Fun House. That is spelled F-U-N-H-A-U-S, which I believe has a German connotation to it. Fun House, Fun House. They should have Arnold Schwarzenegger say that word and work it into a little blurb at the top of every one of their videos. Just the, the their logo, Funhouse, with Arnold Schwarzenegger saying Funhouse, and it just pops up on the screen. Guys, uh, assuming, of course, that you listen to my podcast, uh-huh, uh, you could take that idea and run with it. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Hello. Uh, please do that for those guys. I know you're an avid listener as well. Uh, so far, they've only posted a few things, but uh, it's it's in line with what they've been doing. I think, if anything, the possibility exists that they'll have a little more freedom now to do things that they like more, more so than they would have otherwise, which uh, is is a thought that I like, because I think uh, just sort of watching... Hundreds? No, maybe not hundreds. But many, many hours of these guys and interacting with one another, talking to video games, shooting the shit. Uh, I think you get to know, I suppose, a little bit of their personality. At least the personality that they're going to show to the the World Wide Web. Uh, So letting that personality to become more free is a good thing. Period. Full stop. Moving on to... Epic Mealtime, which, uh, you know what, the guys at Epic Mealtime and the guys at Fun House uh, share some similarities. Guys getting together, shooting the shit, uh, in Epic Mealtime's case, about food and the food that they're making. In this case, a fast food aquarium. Uh, Some of the things they make on the show, like, you know what, I'd like to eat a little bit of that. Obviously not the whole thing, because they're friggin', well, Epic, as the name indicates uh, uh, this one not so much because basically kind of sort of kind of sort of it was taking uh, fast food and putting it in an aquarium that was filled with blue jello so have you ever wanted a big mac that was slightly covered in a, a thin layer of blue jello well you would be in luck in this case very strange Okay, uh, let's move on to, I'm going to run out of time, I can see it right here, so I'm going to do these quick, quick, just say, listen to these podcasts this week of the ones I listened to that stood out, okay? Uh, The Adam Carolla podcast with guest Kevin Costner, Uh, we've got WTF with host Mark Marin and guest Jason Schwartzman, and last, but certainly not least, in fact... Let me see. Most of the three that I am mentioning, uh, you made it weird with host Pete Holmes and guest Pat Oswald. That was uh, probably my favorite of those three, but all definitely, definitely, definitely worth a watch. Uh, the Kevin Costner one, uh, he's an interesting dude, and I can't quite tell if I like him or not. You, I love, and I will say, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean butts.
You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper